0: Welcome to NefHAX, high-yield nephrology at your fingertips. I'm Andy Kowalski, and I'm the founder of NefHAX. I'm also a, a practicing interventional nephrologist. To get more information, log into to So the purpose behind hacks is my own little passion, and that is to spread the love of nephrology. Maybe I'm a little biased because this is what I do, but I feel that nephrology has gotten a bad rap over the years, and I can't blame them. When I was in medical school, it's not something I wanted to do, and I believed in all the typical stereotypes that were out there about nephrology, you know, that it's hard or that it's not that, you know, exciting and so forth, but hopefully I'll change your mind. The purpose of these podcasts is to not only spread the love of nephrology, but to actually teach. I am an educator. I have been educating internal medicine residents, family medicine, and medical students for years. I've won a few teaching awards from it and I felt that I should put it to better use and to give my teaching out there to anyone who wants it. Um, I'm not saying I'm perfect, I'm not saying I'm the best, but I love doing this and I'm hoping to share a little bit of insight of my love for nephrology with all of you. The purpose of NephHacks is to teach Medical students, residents, and junior fellows to love and appreciate nephrology more and to just help explain some of the trickier topics that are out there. So, sit back, enjoy, and hopefully, you'll find the same love and admiration for nephrology as I do. So, in this intro, I kind of wanted to briefly talk about myself, you know. Um, as a practicing nephrologist, this is—you know—you would assume this is something I wanted to do my whole life, and in reality, it's far from the truth. When I got into med school, my parents thought it would be fun if I became a nephrologist. My dad had uh, diabetes; um, he, you know, had diabetic kidney disease, and he had all the different. Conditions that come along with it, from coronary artery disease to peripheral vascular disease, he even ended up having a nephrectomy because of a blind, benign uh, growth that was on it. And my parents thought, hey, you know, you should be a nephrologist. And I'm like, oh, that's not what I really want to do. To be honest with you, when I was in med school, I wanted to do pulmonary critical care. Even as a resident, I want to do pulmonary critical care. It's what I love. It's what I had a drive for and I thought it was really cool like why would you not want to take care of the sickest of the sick right you know and have wear that badge of honor so when I was a resident I got into a great uh program and I started on a project right off the bat and it was uh, alcohol withdrawal in an ICU um, setting and we looked at phenobarbital and all these other drugs that we can give and the study was a success we got it published it was great and then my goal was to move on and get another project under my belt. Well, that's where everything kind of hit a road block. My, it almost seems like the entire universe was against me when it came to moving forward with critical care. Every project I tried to start, every discussion I tried to start with, you know, a potential um, PI, it just didn't work out. Nobody was interested in doing anything with critical care at that point. And it's like, come on, you know, this is what I want to do. Well, when second year came around, and we had to start thinking seriously about what we're going to do, whether it's, you know, hospitalist fellowship or whatnot, I got on my little soapbox about how upset I am about everything, how I want to get these projects going, and I can't, and it's just frustrating, and nothing's working out, and one of the nephrology attendings was at the ICU, and he pulled me aside, and he's like, listen, I have a paper I need to write that I have no time and it's about diabetic nephropathy and I just kind of cringed you know my soul cringed and I was like ah nephrology is not what I want to do but fine um yeah you know I just thought something is better than nothing and maybe I should get something under my belt well I wrote the paper and you know I one, didn't think it was bad, and two, I actually learned a couple things and I picked up a little bit more respect for the field of nephrology. Well, that led to another paper, which led to another paper and a poster and so forth, and I was hooked. It was something that I just fell in love with. I feel that nephrology is a field that once you get that aha moment, regardless of what you know, topic it is or whatnot, you know, you just get it, and then you can start playing around with it. And that, you know, cliche saying of, oh, the art of medicine, when you learn enough of it, you're going to be able to you know, formulate it around certain patients and you can tailor, you know, your treatments and so forth. I'm like, when am I going to get there? And this is where I first started to see that when I started to understand, oh, hyponatremia, this is how it works. This is the physiology behind it. Oh, I can treat it this way, but I can also treat it this way and I can also do it this way. And, you know, all these, you know, light bulbs started to go off in my head. And I'm like, you know what? This is actually a really cool field. And I have to be honest with you i have done more cardiology now than i ever thought i would do um when i was an internist or internist (laughs) when i was in internal medicine i thought you know nephrology or cardiology was kind of cool and you do a lot right you treat people with heart failure and you look at ekgs and so forth and then you pass the buck on when you know you're dealing with things that are way above your pay grade And as a nephrologist, I'm like, oh, I'm probably never going to be doing that. But not true. I deal with a lot of heart failure. I deal with a lot of cardiac patients. And like I said, I did more cardiology in my nephro fellowship than I ever thought I would. I did a lot of rheumatology than I ever thought I would. And I gained a new appreciation for autoimmune diseases and what some folks go through when they have these. So nephrology has really opened up my eyes, and I have to be honest, I really think nephrology has made me a better clinician and a better internist and just a better doctor overall. And why wouldn't it, right? I mean, I think if you have a passion for something, you're going to end up being good at, you know, what you do. And I definitely encourage everyone to follow their passion and so forth. But with nephrology, I feel that with the kidney, and the kidney experiences 20% of the cardiac output every minute, right? That's a lot, you know? That's a little over a liter. And whatever's happening in the body, the kidney's going to see it. And the kidney dabbles its fingers in all these different organ systems. So if something happens, the kidney's going to feel it. If the kidney's initiating something, then the other organs are going to feel it. So everything ties in. And I feel that I do more general medicine now than I ever did and it's fun. I enjoy it. I enjoy playing around with all the different electrolytes and fluids and I get to use chemotherapy agents and I'm an interventional nephrologist. So I get to work with my hands. I get to work on accesses, I get to angioplasty, I get to do thrombectomies, I get to do stents and coilings, and I get to do percutaneous fistula placements. Who wouldn't like to do stuff like that? I even do basic surgery when I put in PD catheters. Nephrology is a great field and it's fun. So here's a lineup for this podcast. What I'm hoping to do is over the course of however many podcasts I end up doing, I want to go through nephrology as a whole. I want to go through structure and function, electrolytes, what the tubules do, what bone mineral disease, anemia, the GNs, an approach to AKI, an approach to CKD, hypertension, diuretics, all this stuff I hope to cover. And then I want to throw in some of the other things. Um, I have a couple of soapboxes that I stand on that I raise a lot of questions and some of them are What's the point of maintenance fluids? Should we even be doing maintenance fluids? Why do we do maintenance fluids? Why algorithms don't work? That's a big one and I tell my residents this all the time that when you have a patient don't just reflexively start down the path of an algorithm. You're gonna hear me say this a lot during these podcasts that algorithms are great. right? They simplify a disease process or a treatment process. That is where the questions come from for the tests so By all means, you have to learn algorithms, right? But once you know them, you have to understand them because nobody, and I mean nobody, presents the way an algorithm says that they will. Usually it's a mixture of this arm and that arm, or it's complicated by all this other stuff that the algorithm doesn't have, and then where do you go from there? So it's the understanding of why and how the process works is what's going to get you to treat the patient, find the diagnosis, so forth. So that's what I hope to get across. But algorithms, like, you know, we shouldn't just reflexively start, you know, a treatment plan because that's the way the algorithm says to do it. There's all these variables that we have to take a look at. So all these little nuances I hope to get through. What I'm also hoping to do is I'm hoping to set up more of a like a Q&A page so whenever I talk about something that maybe I didn't explain properly or it raised some questions or maybe you guys heard something that's different than what I said. I'm not claiming to know everything about nephrology, right? The reason why we call medicine a practice is because we learn. We learn as we go on. Things change. I. Re- distinctly remember certain things and certain drugs that I was not supposed to use when I was in med school that now we use routinely. So everything's changing and as a person I make mistakes and I don't say things correctly and I probably don't know everything about nephrology but I'm going to try to present what I know, how I know it and I want to spread the love of nephrology and I want to get you guys to get better at nephrology. So when you see that patient, whether you're an internist, whether you're a rheumatologist, endocrinologist, cardiologist, you're going to be like, aha, I know what's happening. I know what this is associated with and I know what to look for if X, Y, and Z occur. So that's my goal. So hopefully you're going to enjoy these podcasts. You're going to have fun with me and I'm looking forward to meeting you every so often. But again, please uh log into NefHacks.com to learn a little bit more. These podcasts are supposed to be a supplement to NefHacks, but they can totally be an education session on their own. But if you want to dig a little deeper, you want to see some PowerPoints and so forth, that's where you should log into. So if you sign up for NefHacks, you'll be able to see a sample diuretic lecture that I've done and I've thrown on there. And it's going to be a more expanded lecture that I do here on the podcast, as well as in the modules but please by all means send me some emails let's get some conversation started and let's promote nephrology